Glad you're with us here on Show Me Today. I'm Bill Pollack. Our next topic, we'll look at the landscape of American politics. Uh, I'm interested to hear what Pepperell Squire, a professor at the Truman School of Government and Public Affairs at the University of Missouri, has to tell Anthony Morbeth about this being the most contentious times in American politics. Well, that's generally true. Certainly uh, during the 20th century and into the 21st century, we have not had uh, anything quite alike of what we're experiencing right now. Obviously, the Civil War was a major contraction, uh, and and the late uh, 1890s were also a a highly polarized period. So we've we've had some experience, but it's been a very long time uh, since politics has been as contentious and divisive as it is now. So you kind of briefly sort of mentioned it. I would like to kind of spend a moment of this a little bit. How does the polarity of U.S. politics rival different eras historically? You mentioned the 1890s. You mentioned the Civil War period. So you're basically saying that this is arguably one of the most contentious times in our nation's history? Uh, Yeah, it is. I, I don't think there's much doubt about that. And we can measure it in a variety of different ways. Again, it's not the only time, and, and uh, we've had previous experience with it, but uh, you really have to go back to the 1890s to, to see uh, such a stark difference between all of the Democrats and virtually all of the Republicans. There's a wide gulf between the parties right now, uh, and that wasn't the case, certainly through much of the 20th century, certainly in the middle of the 20th century. Before we go into the rest of our discussion here, I'm curious from your point of view— Seeing as how this is kind of your MO, your 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 line of what your expertise is in, how is this measured? How is this uh, studied, if you will? Well, you can look at it in terms of voting behavior, how people vote for president, members of Congress. You can also look at how members in Congress vote, how members in state legislatures vote. Uh, and you can look to see how much uh, bipartisanship there is or isn't. Uh, how different uh, the, the, the two parties vote and their voters vote. Uh, and what you see right now is, is stark political differences uh, on policy, on uh, a wide range of social issues. Uh, and this is something, that, again, that uh, those of us living today have, have really not experienced to the same degree that we have over the last decade. Be sure to listen to entire episodes of Show Me today, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Additionally, you can also listen to this entire discussion I'm having wherever it is you get your podcast, or you could listen to individual interviews or individual episodes of Show Me today through our website at MissouriNet.com. Peveril Squire, a professor at the Truman School of Government and Public Affairs at the University of Missouri, joins us on Show Me today. We're talking politics. So uh, given the polarity of current U.S. politics, I'm curious as to your thoughts on the previous U.S. Speaker Kevin McCarthy, not whether or not you like him or dislike him, but um, him being voted out. I don't think this has happened in our nation's history before. And why did it happen? Well, it hasn't happened before. So it's um, it is a remarkable event to have uh, witnessed. And, and we're still seeing the aftermath of it as, as we speak. Uh, he found himself in a very difficult position, and, and he was not particularly good at, at navigating the problems he faced. He has a very small majority uh, in the House of Representatives, so it only took a few members to uh, be unhappy with his performance to, uh, to cause him to lose the position. He agreed to a, a, a process that allowed them to move to remove him uh, simply as a way to try to get the speakership. 
had to go through 15 ballots back in January to get it. Uh, so he was always in a precarious position, and, and it finally caught up with him that there were enough Republicans, and by that I mean just eight, uh, who were sufficiently dissatisfied that they were able to uh, to vote along with the Democrats and remove him from the position. We obviously still haven't found a solution yet, and uh, Professor, I don't think we're any closer to it either. Uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, but it, it it's... Uh, it's something that the Republicans have had a very difficult time working through. There aren't any really obvious uh, choices to replace McCarthy. Uh, there don't appear to be uh, members who enjoy uh, unanimous support uh, within the Republican uh, conference. Uh, so they're they're having difficulty. And again, this is managing a very small uh, majority. And, and I think one thing we can reflect on was that Nancy Pelosi had the same small majority uh, in the previous Congress and, and managed to survive it. And so that, that's probably a testament to her skills. Peveril Squire, a professor at the Truman School of Government and Public Affairs at the University of Missouri, joins us on Show Me. Today we're talking politics, but not specifically Republican or Democrat, whether you support or don't support that. We're talking more of an overview of what is happening in our nation's history with regard to politics. And, you know, we've seen discussions that the two-party system sort of needs to be done away with, especially since I would argue that we're seeing four political factions, four political unofficial parties, if you will. The far left, the moderate left, the far right, and the moderate right. And currently we only have Republicans and Democrats, but I'd make an argument to say that we currently have four parties in the U.S. That's not unusual. Again, if you go back to the mid-1960s, 1950s, 1940s, uh, we had what we called the conservative coalition, which was where Southern uh, Democrats who were conservative on a number of issues would join with Republicans who were in the minority at that point uh, and often take control of either the House or the Senate. And so we, we've had these factions within our two major parties before. Um, we managed to get through that period a little more easily than the current period. But it is a problem that uh, within each of the parties, you have lots of issues, uh, lots of factions with which to contend. Uh, and that makes uh, leadership, even in the House of Representatives, where the leaders tend to be more powerful than they are in the Senate, uh, it makes their job uh, almost impossible. On that note, I'm reading that a growing share of the public dislikes both the Republican and Democratic parties. I, that is not uh, unusual. Uh, people tend to look askance at the parties. Uh, we've had over the last couple of generations more people who when asked, say they're independent, although their voting behavior usually doesn't reflect that, but they they are uh, reluctant to identify with one of the two major parties. And, and parties have always been uh, one of the more distasteful elements in our political system, that people tend to shy away from conflict and controversy, uh, even at the same time they tend to put into office uh, uh, the people who generate that uh, controversy and, and conflict. I have sort of a two-part question here. Uh, so I was reading Pew Research saying that positive views of government and political institutions are at historic lows. So my question is why and how could we potentially improve that? Uh, why is an interesting question. Um, certainly it's, it's not just Congress. Congress is often unpopular. Uh, the Supreme Court has seen its public opinion ratings drop dramatically. Uh, in part because of reactions to some of the decisions they have made. 
Uh, presidents tend to be popular or unpopular based on the performance of the economy. And I think we've just gone through an extraordinarily stressful period in American life uh, with COVID and the lockdown and, and the response to it. Uh, and that heightened a lot of conflict and dissatisfaction with government. Uh, and, and so when people are asked, they will uh, tend to say uh, that they're not happy with the way things are going. Uh, at the same time, they tend to, again, send those same people back to serve them uh, in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate and their state legislatures. Uh, incumbents almost always get reelected. So uh, there's a little bit of um, uh, schizophrenic behavior on the part of Americans. Um, they, they grouse about the system. Uh, at the same time, they, they tend to support the people who are, are uh, running that system. Peveril Squire is a University of Missouri professor at the Truman School of Government and Public Affairs. And, uh, Professor, I think this is a good question to uh, conclude our discussion on. And it kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying. Uh, along with that, whether it is president, whether it is House Speaker, whether it is your local congressman or local senator in D.C., I'm reading candidate choices have been, in a word, underwhelming. I think a lot of people are, are dissatisfied with the, the choices they're offered. Um, that's true in most elections. Occasionally, we have a particularly popular uh, uh, politician, uh, but that's relatively rare. I, I think for the most part, people um, tend to reflect how they're feeling about their personal situations. Uh, people are under a lot of stress right now, even though the economy by most measures is going well. Uh, there's still inflation. There's still people feeling pressed about uh, the cost of housing, the cost of food. Uh, and so that all plays into their disposition uh, about politics and politicians. And then you can seize on a host of different social issues where we have uh, wide differences among Americans. Uh, and that just plays into the, the sense that uh, uh, people are at this point uh, not as happy as they have been in the past. A simple reminder to those just tuning in, if you ever need a break from politics, maybe consider turning off the TV or turning off the radio or turning off the smartphone every now and then just to escape the noise, if you will, from the news never-ending cycle of it. This is Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri.